Hey everyone, it's Joe. I just wanted to record a little message beforehand because we almost lost this episode. Just to give you a little bit of a rundown, thankfully my program records both David and I on separate tracks, but for some reason the tracks were all misaligned, some of my audio skips and cuts out, so I had to spend a ton of time resyncing it, rematch, you know, matching up David's talk with mine, so it all kind of flows. There are a couple of spots around the 10-minute mark and around the 20-minute mark where some of my audio and some of his audio skips, and I thought it was better. It sounded better keeping it in than taking it out because I, I think you can still get the gist of what we were talking about. So I just want to apologize ahead of time for that because it seemed like the Clown Prince of Crime did not want this review to be published, but uh, I was able to power through and edit it, and I think, and I went through it minute by minute, so I think I got it all. If I missed something, please let me know, but other than that, enjoy the Joker review. Autobots, roll out. End of line. That's pretty heavy. Wait, that's nothing to do with it. I am the Night Industries 2000. Better alive, you are coming with me. Hasta la vista, baby. Hey Geeks, welcome back to Vidgets Geeks. You have joined us on our Joker review episode. I'm David. I'm Joe. And uh, so yeah, it seems to be the uh, big hubbub about town. Joker. In more ways than one. Right? Jeez, it's, it, like, it's, it's like they want it, something to happen. I mean, I, 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 know. I just posted a story about, it was a story about two guys vaping and being loud in a movie and i'm like doesn't that happen pretty much everywhere yeah <laughs> it's the usa today I, article it, it's been fucking insane like it it started out where it didn't seem so bad and then it just kind of seemed to blow up about well now there's going to be you know national guard out on the streets there's going to be you know fucking <laughs> so many different like rules about going in like even mo- one of my local theaters which never has a problem with like cosplay and shit like that they were like you can you can dress up but no face paint no mask i'm like the fuck seriously like it what does it matter what uh, it, in all honesty do you need a mask or face paint to fucking shoot up a theater like that's gonna stop someone from being like <sighs> right I, no, what? I should not bring this gun the, into the theater. This is I'm like this is it, this is typical. Well, and everything that's been all this uh, um, hubbub and 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 these stories, it's all to generate clicks, and and it, that's what it's about. It's it's so it's a self fulfilling prophecy. I think I I, t- I wrote this is that it's they are create they're they're creating their own narrative because yeah. they are they are putting this out there. 
and then they are reporting on things that they're saying and it's 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 making this whole cycle when it's just it's ridiculous it's almost what some of the movie is talking about, you know. <laughs> it absolutely is. Actually. And what Todd Phil and what Todd Phillips was talking about, you know, the, the what's going on in the culture right now. It's just, yeah. It's actually, he. They're all proving everything right about him in this movie. I know, I know. It's so funny to me. Like, so just as a warning, this is going to be spoilers. So if you ain't seen it, get the fuck out come back later because we will let shit slip and talk about stuff so and if you, you stay in and if you, you stay in you fucking yeah and if you stay in you get what you deserve that's yeah, the, exactly. like from the movie so exactly but um yeah it to me it wasn't even that violent it wasn't that nah, it's it's you know it, what it we didn't were talking seem we were... to incite want to incite no. anything like it wasn't like sitting there going glorifying any part of it so i'm not sure why the fuck they were all like oh this is gonna go i'm like motherfucker i have seen more glorifying of violence in 80s action films where they killed far it's, more people it, yeah this far is not, more yeah this is not about this isn't about body count like john wick or anything like that it th- this is about that is what they feel is uh portraying somebody with mental illness and giving them ideas for how to release their frustration or anger or anything like that. And if, if a movie or a video game is the reason for it, that's, it's not the reason for it. It's you, you got exactly. some deep seated stuff on there. So that's, that's the whole, that was the, the whole point of it. And uh, especially with, you know, with all the mass shootings and people saying, you know, how much of it's due to mental illness and things like that. They're they're just saying that this. I mean, did you? We talked about this a few weeks ago. Did you ever know what an incel was until I said it to you? No. Yeah. That remember it's that involuntarily celibate people who who oh yeah yeah who yeah, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who look at the Joker as an as a, in in general as like a role model. It's just it's just yeah. I'm like no one's ever heard of that. And you're again, it's self fulfilling prophecy. I hope not prophecy, but Again, they're creating their own hype, so they get um, clicks and they get you know stories and they get commentary about it. The the best thing, if anybody wants, uh, I I, I listen to uh, on YouTube. It's uh, 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 Chris Stuckman. He does movie yep. reviews and all that, and he has a really good take on it. He talks about in in the ten years that he's been doing movie reviews, he's like. I, I'm never quoted because they look for hyperbole and for controversy and things like that and to get traffic to whatever. And he says, I don't do that. And that's exactly right. right. Yeah. The, there's no need to. That's the thing. It's like, I don't really want to get into it too much. I but it, if the film speaks for itself, you don't need to drum up this kind of buzz about it and you don't need to glorify it because one you're just getting people to want to go see it you're gonna you, it's that whole reverse psychology where well if i keep telling you you're not you shouldn't see it yeah. it's gonna make you want to see it more. the people who are gonna see this we're gonna see it anyways yeah well, all all it all it did was actually increase the box office <laughs> yes yeah. i mean really and, and, 
and, and it didn't need to. I think honestly, this movie stands on its own. I think I I think the buzz leading into this movie, as far as how great it was received by critics and everything, I think was doing enough of the speaking. I think a lot of the worry comes from the character of the Joker, which rightfully so. But I think it is it, it is part of this woke generation that we live in that you can't talk about subjects. You can't you have to worry about offending everybody and how everybody's going to take it as opposed to going let's not worry about everybody. Let the people who are going to enjoy this enjoy it. There's no need for this like well you shouldn't watch it because it, it doesn't portray fucking mentally handicapped people in a good light you know it shines a bad light on mental illness it's like it just gets annoying with the whole don't tell me what to watch i'll decide for myself whether or not i want to watch it i don't need to be woke to what's insensitive i'm not yeah i'm not your target audience just let me find out because i have fucking serious problems with this movie in a lot of different ways but none of it would sit there and say, don't go see this flick. Right, exactly. You know, it's like you need to make you need to make your own decisions on it. <clears throat> and and who am I to tell someone what's good for them? You know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I know what I like. And, I, and <clears throat> you and I talk about it, but I'm, we're never like, oh, if you cannot see this film. It is it. It's like when we talk about fucking the Fall Guy and and, and all those early eighty shows. Fucking movies like Trading Places, where there's just blatant fucking outright racism in them, but no one batted an eye. No one. It was always like, if you, yeah, I was... wouldn't tell someone not to watch trading places because I think that movie's stupid funny favorite comedies of all time but there's a lot of blatant racism in it that you couldn't get away with today you're not... but just because of what they said back then doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it now you just don't watch it with the same sensitivities of oh if they yeah. made this today they could well no shit they could do this today Take it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this, so when I was right before we started, I was looking it up. It was August twenty second, two thousand seven. We don't need a Joker movie. Get to, to this point. Um, think about. It. I mean, especially when we say it's you know it was going to be a DC movie or a DC Elseworlds or you know. And I haven't really, besides some some YouTube reviewers, like I haven't listened to any other podcast. Because I really, I really want to come in, come in uh, cold with this. This actually, this is a movie I need to see again too. If you're going to do, a, a, you know, a potential Joker origin story, I think this is about the best way you can do it. I thought his performance was was great. Uh, I thought the I thought uh, the the way they the way they built up just the 
the it just is very ominous. I, I thought it was very smart the way they tied him into the Waynes and Bruce Wayne and the origin at the end. I thought that was very ingenious. And uh, so, yeah, I, so overall, I'll give it a high pat on. We'll talk more about it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I I'm of two minds on this movie. I think this movie is phenomenal, but this is a fantastic movie. I, I think I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to get the Oscar. The performance is spectacular. You, you got to take mm-hmm. the the stigma of it being a comic book movie because it's really not. It really is Taxi Driver. And if you watch Taxi Driver back, Robert De Niro and Joaquin hit that performance. It was. Well, the the, the other thing, the, the, the thing, here's the thing that's funny. This is the other thing that I think is hypocritical. I, I think it, I think this is again that he, Chris Stuckman said in his his uh, his review. You know, he said that the film is basically a direct result of all those superhero fatigue articles that journalists and film critics you know, have been like publishing the last few years. So, so now if you're not happy with this one, also, right, then you just probably just don't like comic book movies. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you want? If you, you say, okay, these big CGI Marvel. You know, Scorsese not, just had a, had a, you know, he's quoted yeah. about that doesn't consider it film and all this bullshit, it, not cinema. Uh, so, but if you're a reviewer and, you know, you complain about that and then now they, again, this is a lot of credit for, for trying something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I totally agree. I like the, the, this dude fucking nailed it on the performance. He, he, there was never a doubt in my mind that this dude was fucking off his rocker crazy. Um, and he played it well. It was layered and, and what he put his body through. I mean, like, this is what you do. This is a performance you get in Austin. Like, it was insanely good. It was so subtle and, like, it's fucking ridiculous. But that was, like, Taxi Driver is a slow movie all the way through. So knowing that, I knew what I was going in for. I didn't expect it to be that much like Taxi Driver. My problem is with it calling it a Joker movie because he really didn't become Joker until fucking half an hour of the movie. And even then, it's not hashtag not my Joker. But it's... I'm, I don't want to say it was a bad performance. It just wasn't the Joker I knew. If I took if I took the fact that this was supposed to be Joker out, I would have fucking loved this movie. If it wasn't Batman centric, I'd fucking Jedi this movie in a heartbeat. My problem is is. My Joker's, I don't want to say, was 
crazy yeah. from day one. Yeah, well, and, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. that's what you're. I know that's what you were getting at. Is that he? There's no buildup. He's already crazy. Like, yes, I guess something happened to him as that stuff. But to me, Joker, the the comic book character, builds into this madness and and becomes crazy with things that go on through his life. You, you shouldn't really know how he gets there. But whatever it is, is should be fucking super horribly bad to make him that sadistic. And to me, Joaquin's Joker was just crazy from the get-go. Yes. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I think it, again, it's a good performance. It's, it's a good Joker performance. I fucking, if he was a Joker in any other movie, I'd be like, oh my... And and especially towards the end where he, when he becomes kind of an anti-hero, I don't want that. I don't want Joker reveling in people's glory. I want Joker being like, oh, you love me? I'm going to fucking kill you now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that that's... that, and, and that's kind of what I was expecting from all the hype going into this movie. Oh, it's going to fucking change people and this and that. And I'm like, How? Fucking, he killed, what, seven people total in that movie? Maybe? Yeah. Like, seriously, that is not, you know, that... Hmm. I think this was this was a good part one, and I want more of a real Joker in part two. But that being said, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to take the Joker out of this movie, and I'm going to do my rating based on that and give it a high pad one because it is a fucking masterpiece of cinema. Like it is a movie that should be watched, should be considered, you know, up for Oscars. That, that sound, the, the fucking score is fucking beautiful. That, that's going to get nominated easily. Uh, cinematography is going to be nominated. That another thing I loved how it fucking looked retro. It didn't look high def. It looked like it had that fucking '80s grain to it. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I I think this is gonna. I I think Todd Phillips should even be nominated for best director. Like that was fucking crazy good. He he really pulled together an incredible movie. My problem is just with the Joker itself. I love the descent into madness. I love, love the fact that he just gets crazier and crazier. And again performances all around were fucking spectacular everything about it was spectacular just fucking... any 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 laughs from the get-go and things like that yeah. so whereas it was you know we talk about like the, the comics all this stuff happens to him but then he has that one bad day whereas the movie he's had a bad his his bad day is his whole right. life so it's 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 not the one day snapping and then becoming twisted and evil and maniacal right. and sociopathic so yeah i you know i i think if i put the joker into this movie if i say this is a joker movie it's almost a low padawan to me because of how badly they didn't do joker that being said i get it so an elseworld story i fucking understand it i get it i don't care elseworld story joker jokers aren't are still 
fucking savage. And this one just wasn't savage. Like, I get it. I get it. This is a fucking movie. But based on the character that I know, this still doesn't really quite fit Joker's the Joker I know. So if, if it was based on Joker, it's a low, low paddle onto a paddle. A few issues with the mental stability parts of it, but this question I may have asked a question before or even when on the super so no, now seeing this movie and knowing it's set in the 80s and that the the uh, Pattinson Batman is going to be able to do a Gotham TV show type thing where this Joker is the Joker that he, he battles in one of the Batman movies. Maybe not, but the second one. Or would you want this one to I exist in its own I want this one to exist in its own universe. The reason I want this to exist in, in its own universe is... They made Thomas Wayne be such a dick that I fucking oh he is oh dude he that's one that's one of the things I have that he he is not the white knight yeah. savior of Gotham he is straight up one percenter like as long as the cameras are on but after that he's a tease a dick and you see I mean when you see that scene later when uh, uh, when Arthur goes to like Wayne Manor. Then you you see so maybe Bruce didn't have this great childhood that he it wasn't the event right. of you know all of just his parents getting killed where he he becomes yeah. like that because he looks like a sad yeah. lonely oh, dude, kid. It was, it, it was one of the things that I took off like took from immediately like when he's running for mayor and he starts fucking shooting down everyone who's not a one percenter. I'm like that is not my fucking. That is definitely not my Thomas Wayne. Hashtag that motherfucker all day. I was like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, that's for, sh- for sure, for sure. And 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 I am glad that it wasn't Alec Baldwin. Remember, he was in it for one day and then he he left no. because I, I could not have taken that seriously. But Brett Cullen, we've seen him. He's he's been in other yep. movies. He's been in. He was in what uh, Dark Knight Rises as like the the senator or something. And he pulls oh, yeah. off the asshole yeah. perfectly, especially that bathroom scene. Like, hey, man, yeah. you know, your mom's crazy. Just stay the fuck away from me, you know? <laughs> Just freaking dex him. Um, the, the, here's the, this, this is the other thing. Think about this, David, about this movie. He, Arthur, or the Joker, he is in every scene of the movie. There is not a scene, no. a separate scene telling some other piece of the story. He, this this is literally yeah. everything from his perspective, the the whole yeah. narrative well, and everything, I, which is kind of crazy to think about. I think you need to kind of do it because this is very much his descent into insanity. Like, it, it's just fucking madness taking over. And you don't need any other side stories to tell about this like it it, it kind of developed its own little side stories like the whole becoming you know finding out that he was adopted or thinking that thomas was his father and shit like that like it kind of it was a story that took him in different directions and fucking interwove itself but like he keeping him in the central character just made it feel more manic like there's more shit that was just 
kept getting added on to him. And yeah, it, it, it was amazing how well they did that. Like just so this, this was world building in a single movie telling a full story. I, I was pretty impressed. And, and they did an awesome, he, again, Todd Phillips did an awesome job of yeah. portraying Gotham as a character also that, you know, that you, you have to portray Gotham as this totally depressing, oppressive, no hope. And, you know, of course at the beginning, while, you know, the first scene where uh, Arthur's, you know, in the, putting on his makeup in the mirror and, and everything, and you hear in the background talking about yeah. the, Gar- uh, I don't know if it was the garbage strike or garbage, you know, that garbage is piling up. So you see that and it's, it's just, it's a dirty, yeah. foul, miserable place to live. And they did a, re- they did a really good yeah, job I, of, I really liked of portraying that as well. I, I, I like the fact that it was the story was really really smart because it was a city that was already on the brink. It, it got them reflected Joker so well. So a city on the verge of breaking a man with mental issues, who's on the verge of snapping at any second. And as his day gets worse, Gotham gets worse. And as you know, until the final end, when he's finally snapped and he's full Joker, Fucking all of Gotham is behind him. Gotham has, you know, embraced the violence and, and the chaos. So it was a nice reflection of how Gotham grew with the Joker. So let me ask you about the whole uh, Zazzy Beats twist on it. So because now I feel like an idiot now. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I go, boy, they, <laughs> they really missed the mark on this because I'm like, they all they went from zero to a hundred in their relationship. In no time, and then when the 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 sixth sense type reveal happened, and I'm like, I'm fucking stupid, man, because I'm like, I can't believe I didn't see that. <laughs> it looks like the only interaction they had was her in the elevator with the maybe the gun to the head type thing. Was that was that even real? I think that was the only part that was real, and he just extrapolated everything from there. Yeah, yeah, I think. The, I, I, they did a good job of kind of playing that off because it seemed to me when he fucking goes up to the door and just starts kissing her, I'm like, he would never pull that off. Like, that seems really out of place for me. I'm like, but maybe, like, part of me was thinking, well, maybe they knew each other before. And, and that was, you know, that's just another level of his mania creeping in on him is making him bolder and making these different choices. But I even found it weird, like her laughing at the nightclub. Cause I'm like sitting there going, I'm just not buying it for whatever reason, but they kept, they really pushed it. So I really kind of did end up buying into it. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, this is crazy, but okay. And then when they did it, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, that makes sense that this was an entire delusion. So I don't think people should feel stupid because I I can see how they, they made you buy into it. Because I even ended up buying into it 
even though it felt super out of place. I actually kind of thought that it almost might have been like a backdoor way to, you know, uh, introduce a Harley-like character. So I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But when they did the reveal, I was just like, well, okay, I get it. You know, like that I wasn't that surprised. One of the things they brought up on PCL was that the reveal. It would have been nice for the reveal just to be the way she acted towards him as opposed to doing the fucking reveal of, you know, him sitting there with her and then showing the, what actually happened. Like, I think kind of showing that that in the M. Night Shyamalan way, as you said, kind of took away from that moment. Like, I think that just her, like, coming out and being mm-hmm. shocked that he's there and, and kind of doing the real reveal that way. I think would have made a better impact. You know, and uh, you talk about the stand-up comedy, the earlier scene when he was, that the other guy was on stage and he was in the stands. Do you notice, like, he, he, again, this is, I think this is subtle too, kind of subtle, but, uh, you know, the way Todd Phillips did this, but just showing him where he's, Arthur is laughing at, like, the offbeats, you know, when everybody else isn't laughing, you know what I mean? It's just it's little things yeah. like that I thought was kind of cool that he did that, just showing how 180 he is from everyone, you know? And and uh, and, yeah. and it's the the way that he when he gets up there, I mean, you're uncomfortable watching it. First of all, you know, I can imagine going up on you know to do stand up, okay, about how hard that is anyway. And knowing what we know about him, and then he gets up there, and then, you know, when he does the involuntary laugh, that that like literally hurts him. It hurts his throat and his chest. It's it's very it's right. It's it's an awesome portrayal of of uh, of like that condition, whatever you want to call it. And I just it's just and again it's the way it's executed right. by Phoenix. That's yeah. Oh, I, I, they on PTL they were talking there like about him getting an Oscar nomination. How, what, um, they said that Hanks might get it forever. Um, the Mister Rogers movie, I can see them doing. I can see them nominating it. But I saw the trailer for that, and I'm not buying Hanks as as Mister Rogers. I think it came out too close to that documentary which is it's hard to kind of like after seeing that documentary, seeing anyone else be Mr. Rogers. And and I think Tom Hanks is as nice of a person as you're going to get to be able to play Mr. But, Rogers. But you see, but, uh, but you probably see him as Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Exactly. Versus like, like this movie, you, I mean, you really where he's in the role of Arthur oh, and you yeah. don't, you don't think it's Joaquin Phoenix. Exactly. Like he completely transformed himself into this role. Like there wasn't ever, I was never going, wow, that's River Phoenix's brother. I was just like, wow, that's just fucking spectacular. I'm telling you that dude fucking, that is, that's a a fucking masterclass in acting. Like 
professors are going to be showing people how to act like that forever. I, it, it, that's just that movie was ridiculous. His, his, I have a hard time believing that anyone else is going to do a better job of transforming themselves to beat out that performance. Well, yeah, I mean, just if you think of almost anything else other than Ledger's Joker, it's cartoonish. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like graphic novel serious, like what we read. Right. So. No, and I I think this movie like really did its best not to be a comic book movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, I, I think I think this movie did more right in portraying this as a real-life, like, supervillain than anything we'll ever see in Marvel or DC at this point, unless, you know, DC decides, well, let's keep doing this shit. But this is the perfect character to do that with too, because mm-hmm. you, the Joker is crazy. There is no real definition on his origin. So you can constantly say, well, that wasn't really the Joker. That was just a movement that started. And, and the Joker sprung from that. So like, you can constantly say that that's not really the Joker, but that is how you tell a, real life fucking super villain story. What about what do you think of uh De Niro as Murray Franklin? <laughs> I, I that was I think this this movie would have been better served not having De Niro in it because I think there was too much like through this whole movie I knew it, it felt very taxi driver ish to me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> And then throwing De Niro in there, I'm just like, oh, man, like, you're really just hammering home this whole taxi driver thing, aren't you? But I, I was wondering why why they didn't just, I mean, Mark Maron was his assistant, had like two lines. Like, why wouldn't you just have Mark Maron in that role, right? Right. Because I, yeah. I think he would have made a great, he could have made a great, you know, why smart ass oh, uh, absolutely. TV I think, host. I think that would, well, and, and I think that's the other thing, like. I think they were trying to get a character, uh, uh, an actor who's Johnny yes. Carson, Carson-ish, which would make sense. But they got a the dude that look like they got a dude like that's like Ed McMahon. That was yeah, for sure. Exactly. the 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 thing that bothered me is you wouldn't ever see someone from the Late Show throw up a fucking dying comedian set just for a bit on a late night talk show. So to me, that was a little ridiculous. Like, I'm just like, man, that feels a little manufactured to me. Well, but, I, I looked at it as a, as a, it was like a regional, that it was not mm-hmm. a national show. That was more like a, like a New York. Yeah. You know, that's the way, the way I had it. Um, so well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, they had, again, they had the Carson drapes and everything. And yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. did, I did like when he was on the show. Uh, where he came out and he kisses that Dr. Root oh, character. It's just like from The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The, that, from the graphic that novel. Me, that to me is when I'm sitting there going, 
this is where the Joker turns on. So, because like I think towards the end he did kind of get there. Again, I, I, I think the choice of making him an anti-hero and him have like everyone in Gotham fucking following the Joker after that was was a bit too much. I, I, I would have loved for him to just fucking you know. He gets out of the cop car. They pull him out. He finds a gun and he just starts plugging away the clowns that are surrounding him. Like that to me, I would have been like, "Oh, that's the fucking Joker." But that's like that. Well, do you think the other here? The other question I have about the, the the talk show when he was on there. Do you think I know? I know beforehand, like when he was in his apartment, he was he was you know practicing the, his entrance, like yeah. you know, watching a show of somebody and. And then, you know, of him, you know, shooting himself. Do you think when he went on the show that that was his intention and that he changed his mind based on the interaction uh, that I'm going to kill him instead of kill myself on TV? That's a good fucking question. You know, because that's all he was practicing. That, I just remember, he was practicing and he, and he, he put it up to his chin yeah. and boom. So, um yeah, I think yeah, so. And I because... think as as cuz he as he got on there and then they're showing the clips again of his bombing stand-up routine and uh it, it just you you like see it building uh, you know, you could just just see the resentment building. Yeah. So, yeah, that I that's what I, I, I very well do think that now I it's cuz dude is super unstable. But like, oh, yeah. it, one of the things they brought up was like it, they said humor is subjective, and and this is you kind of see where his mind starts turning a little twisted, dark, and like even darker, like Joker dark is that they're talking about how humor is subjective, and and you brought up how he found the offbeat things funny, and I think the entire time he was leading up to that show now and he's practicing pulling the, pulling the gun on himself and shooting himself. I think he would have been like, that shit's funny. Like people would have been like, Oh my God. But that to me would have fucking made me laugh harder. But what gets him as he's being berated by De Niro and, and like his resentment of De Niro is just fucking building and building what he then finds funny is shooting him live on TV. And I, I think that's very jokerish. Like I, Oh yeah. You know that this is where you're just like, Holy shit. This dude could play fucking Joker so easily. Like without a, without a doubt. Um, I think, I think my biggest problem still is the fact that it's, it's the madness of the character. That dude should not be mentally unstable from the get-go. He should he should totally fucking snap, but he shouldn't be unstable from the get-go. I, th- I think it's real easy to turn that character who, if you make it so that he's had kind of a shitty life anyways, but you add all these things that keep happening to him, and, and from finding out that Thomas Wayne's is, you know, could be his father, and then fucking finding out that his mother's a fucking complete loon, and 
you know, he loses his job. Like, this is enough to fucking change a guy. So, yeah, I, I totally think that there's, you know, that I think the switch in him of killing De Niro and, and finding that even funnier than killing himself is, is the perfect Joker switch. And everything after that, that dude, I, I swear to God, that dude really just was one of the most amazing performances. All right, here's, so here's the other scene I'm going to ask you about for when uh, uh, Glenn, the guy who gave him the gun, and <laughs> or, no, Randall. Randall uh, is the guy who gave him the gun, and, and Gary came to his apartment you know, to give him condolences about his mother's death. And yep. he he freaking stabs <laughs> stabs uh, stabs Randall in the throat. Gary is freaking out, and he basically says, "You know, Gary, you you've always been nice, but you can go." When he went over to that door and couldn't reach it, what was your thoughts? My thought was he's gonna fucking kill him. I, there is that's again that's that to me is my Joker. That to me is just like because I was shocked when he's like. All right, fuck it. You can go, Gary. I'm, you're good. You've been nice to me. I'm like, that's not the Joker. I'm like, oh fuck, god damn it, you <sighs> lost me. Like you were so close. You're fucking. And, and I thought that fucking scene of him killing Randall was fucking brutal. Oh my god. I oh, was yeah. like, I could see it coming, but it was just so vicious and so. I there was so much anger when he when he did that, like I bought that that was a real fucking scene. I was like, Oh shit. Well, well think about it. Think about it. It's another, it's another person who betrayed him. His mother betrayed right. him about, about telling the truth. The, uh, his idol, Murray Franklin betrayed him about making fun of him on TV. Yeah. This guy betrayed him. He gave him the gun and then lied about it. And then, you right. know, the, yeah, he get he gets fired for losing the sign. And he's like, why would I, why would I steal a going out of business sign? It's, right. it's all of this everything right. it's every god it's just it oh is it, it's a fucking hell of a build-up and and i don't and so when so when <laughs> fucking gary goes over and he can't fucking reach it i'm going and he goes oh my god the minute i saw his face and he like realized he couldn't reach it and he, he turns around and his eyes are fucking wide he's like oh shit i really gotta ask him like i really gotta ask him and when he's like um yeah, so um, I can't reach the door, Arthur. Can can you get it for me? I'm like, oh shit! Like now my my eyes are wide. I'm like, he's gonna fucking off the little dude. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? And then he goes up and unlocks it, and he's like, he walks out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like again, another moment where you could have been okay. This is full Joker. This is why people are worried about this movie because he fucking was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm done. I'm killing everyone. And the fact that he lets Gary go, I was like, holy shit. But I think the fucking buildup was great too. Like I, I still felt the, you know, felt the tension. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. That was, I, I moved, I, I moved up in my seat in the theater when that happened. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. He's not going to kill him. You know, he's good. Yeah. He's good. He's <laughs> he's good. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Oh, here you go, Gary. You can oh, go. I'm like, God. oh, fuck, dude. But, yeah, I, I I think all the killing scenes were pretty shocking. I, I will say, like, they, they were brutal. The only one that I was kind of like, eh, 
was the subway one where it felt kind of reluctant. And he seemed to become a really good shot really fucking quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was another thing. I'm like, wow, for never having fired a gun, he's pretty good at shooting that fucking thing. Um, but I think the first two, he felt genuinely surprised. And then the third one, you could kind of feel it taking over a little bit. I would have liked it to been more menacing at that point. I, th I think after the first one where it's kind of accidental, I think immediately if he had fucking start, started turning, I think that would have been better. But it, again, I think all the fucking killing scenes like that, he did. I thought he was going to fucking kill Zazie Beats when it came down to it. I was like, holy shit. The fact that he realized that it was a delusion and he let her live i was shocked i i thought you know another well, there, there's yeah there's there's uh there's speculation again this leaves up to the audience that if you if right after that scene when it cuts or um you hear like sirens and all that and people are saying well maybe that means that they're being dispatched because he killed them you know oh, so yeah. who knows but it's again that's just Oh, you fucking hear sirens all the time in that. All the time, movie. yeah. That's like, like if you, so. that's, you you hear sirens more than you don't in Gotham. Exactly. <laughs> what did you What did you think of? No, first, I'll say I'm glad they did not make him Bruce's oh. you know half brother. That's yeah. good. Okay, but so what did What did you think about the interaction with Bruce and Alfred at Wayne Manor? Besides, why Why is Bruce playing on the perimeter of their property against the fence? Other than yeah. that. But I he did slide that... down the pole like the 66 Batman. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see yeah. that? Yes, I did. It, it, yeah, it, it felt kind of... It, it felt out of place. And it wasn't a good Alfred either. Man, I was... That, that was another hashtag, not my fucking Alfred. Not my Thomas, not my Alfred. Um, <laughs> Duncan... It, yeah, it was weird. I I would have been really upset if they made it. It's a lot like making fucking Logan and Sabretooth brothers in right and in, in, in Origins. Uh, origins, yep. So like, I was not. I'm glad they didn't. I think they let they left a lot to interpret in this movie. Whether or not, even even leaving it up in the air, if Arthur might have been. Thomas's kid because there's speculation that he you know that he really was Arthur's kid and he just played the fact that she was crazy off um again I don't I don't like that as a characteristic for Thomas Wayne and I get it this is an Elseworlds story but if Bruce is really supposed to become Batman in this then Thomas really needs to be you know the golden family member of Gotham, not a fucking rich elitist, you know, fucking scumbag. Mm -hmm. Like what and and even Alfred felt that way where, you know, Alfred was Alfred didn't feel as much of a protector of Bruce as he felt like more of a buffer for Thomas. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I it, I thought, but I fucking, again, that acting, you know, that scene with 
Joaquin, like he played it well. Like there's, you can't fucking deny how good this fucking dude pulled off this performance. Every, every minute you're, you don't know what he's going to do. What about, so what, what do you think about uh, him and his mother, the relationship with his mother? You know, uh, obviously we learn a, a lot about it, but, um, you know, where I think it's at one point his mother says, you know, I've, he's always been a happy boy. I've never heard him cry, which is, I mean, could be true. I know we find out he's, he was abused and chained to a freaking radiator. Right. You know, so obviously he, he had a terrible life. I mean, from the get go. Yeah. I, again, it, it, you know, a lot of this is setting up why he's crazy and, and the, the factors that lead to him being insane. And the fact that his mother's insane and, and the, how they play her off against him. It's like, as much as he's there to take care of her, she was a crazy person left in charge of taking care of Arthur and, and helped create this insanity. Because even though he's taking meds and he's going, it's not like she did anything to put him in a better environment. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like, like she, she was there just to feed into his psychosis, which, you know, they, I think they were more feeding off each other's psychosis in the end. Um, well, yeah, and you have if you remember one of in one of his therapy sessions, uh, you know, the social worker asks him if you remember why he was locked up, and you get that quick cut where he's bashes his head against the the door glass. Yeah. So he's obviously was in for however long or why he was in a mental ward for a period of time. Yeah. So. Um, what did you think of yeah. Arkham? I th- I thought it was like Arkham Begins, you know. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, probably almost as uh, just like he, you know, is is slowly descending into it, where it's you know it's going to go from what Arkham Hospital to an asylum, yeah, because of everything that's happening with the city. So, so yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought, you know, for a good intro, I mean, it's as good as you can make it for yeah. something like this to tie into this to this universe and to this world and to this character. Um, um, wow. What do you think? I, I like Arkham. I, I like that they showed how insane, insane it was there. It's funny because I, I worked for the state hospital when I moved back to Vermont for like probably four years and and. A lot, a lot of the crazy that happens in there, it, it's for the most part, it can be quiet. But when people are on edge and and it's, you know, it, all hell has kind of broken loose there. It is, it's hard to think. And it, it, I think that elevator scene was perfect, where the fucking dudes in the stretcher oh, yeah. just fucking flailing around, yeah, and like the worried look on the orderly's faces and Arthur's just sitting there like another fucking day in paradise. You know, it's like, whatever it, it doesn't phase him. It, the, the, 
the craziness doesn't even bother him. Well, it's, you know, obviously bothering other people, the, the so-called normal people. So it, you know, it, I think it, it did a good job of showing the craziness that Arkham even spreads. It was, again, there's really, this film was crazily, you know, done with a lot of great detail and, and paying attention to the little things that make it, make it Gotham. I, I think I, I was a little disappointed. I wanted to hear Gordon reference. Oh, yeah. of some kind yeah yeah you like you could have they could have done something like you would hear over the over the police thing yeah. you know detective gordon whatever right uh i think i think they were i think with the bruce and the thomas thing i think they thought that was enough and not to not to overdo it or they want this to kind of stand on its own as much but uh i uh yeah, but that, that's that's everything I want. Again, I want to jump to the end here, where okay, after he kills Murray Franklin and he goes and running and he gets you know gets in the in the in the police car and then uh, gets uh, what an ambulance or something. Oh yeah, they another truck and then they, they the, and yeah. and they get you know it's uh, two of the you know rioting people with the with the clown mask get him out of there and you know he gets put up on the car and and as people are like it's like a rock star with everyone around him and then he he, he oh i really liked it where he he pulls the blood from his mouth up yeah into the smile i thought that yep. was cool and then and then you get the waynes coming out of zorro the gay blade david Yep. It's 80s, you know, and yeah, to, to and, and with the whole riot and and just it's just it's commotion everywhere. So they're trying to get out of there. They dart down the alley. They walk. Uh, the, the dude in the clown mask recognizes him. Goes down the alley. Wayne, you get what you deserve. Kills him. Got the pearls, David. Yeah, like <laughs> got the pearls. And there you go. What do you think of that? I the reason I had a problem with it is because I didn't care. Like Thomas was kind of a dick. I, the fact that he got shot, I was like, "Oh, fuck you! You're kind of an asshole." I, I don't really care that you died, and I really shouldn't feel that way. You know? I, I know. Oh yeah, it's the same. It's the same as the the, th- the three uh, frat dudes on the on the subway. Yeah. Like, right? I didn't care that they died. I was like, fuck them. They kind of deserve... And everyone who died really was kind of like, I didn't care. <laughs> exactly. I, I was going to just tell you that, too, Like if you think about it. I yeah. mean... Like, the I mean, mom mother, was kind, but... of, kind of a cunt. You're like, all right, whatever. She was crazy. She treated him like shit. Like, he, there's even moments where, like, they're at the house, and he's, like, talking about doing a stand-up comedy, and she's like, don't you have to be funny? Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. she was like such a, such a raging cunt about it. And you're just like, all right, fuck you. Like, whatever. The fact that he killed you, I'm like, yeah, I get it. The fact he killed Randall was like, Randall seemed like he was nice, but only in the end, only fucking, you know, was looking out for himself and, and yeah. kind of treated Arthur like a dick. And then 
the frat boys all died and Murray treated him like an asshole. Like he never killed anyone that didn't really kind of deserve it in my opinion. So I'm just like how, again, that's why it's not Joker to me. Like, cause he doesn't just kill the people that deserve it. He kills everybody. Yeah. You know, like the, you have a, you have a chance to kind of show that with killing Gary and they get, you know, they lose that. You know, you have a chance of him attacking the crowd. They lose that. Like, and he doesn't do anything else to anyone in the audience. Like, it would have been nice for him to kind of go after the audience, too. So, you know, in this, he really is kind of an anti-hero where you're like, well, I don't care that the people who died, died. And he kind of comes out like, you know, not the good guy, but Punisher-esque, you know, like killing the people who kind of deserve to be killed or that you don't care get killed. So, yeah, well, I mean, the, yeah well, it's a little other... excessive. So, and then the, the, the end scene where, you know, the Arkham therapist is where he's laughing and she's right. like, what's so funny? And he's like, I'm thinking of a joke. And she's like, you want to tell me about it? And then they cut to the, it's a classic scene of Bruce kneeling over his dead parents in the alley. And, and they cut back to him and this is where I think the movie should have ended, where he just says you wouldn't yeah. get it. I think that's where the movie should have ended. And but they continued it, and then you get him, you know, running down the hall, uh, bloody footprints. So you're saying, okay, obviously he killed her, and this is this is now the insane Joker that we're going to see from this point on, where just yeah. he's going to just haphazardly kill anybody. Yeah. But I I think I like that scene, but I, again, I think it would have been. It would have hit more of a note on the you wouldn't get it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's what and, my, and what I do think. I, I totally agree. And I actually think that I think you can kind of fucking that's when you should reveal his true laugh as well. I yeah. think I think the, the laugh that he had for this movie, when I first heard it in the trailer, I liked it. But it felt overused. It didn't feel like there was enough of a progression. Like it felt like, okay, so this went from a medical condition to when he stopped using it towards the end, it didn't really evolve into a maniacal laugh. It stayed the same laugh. And, yeah. And he was doing it, it all just the time. meant a different thing. Right. I think at the end, you kind of, you know, he's had this laugh the whole time. If you're going to do it, you kill the therapist and then you change the laugh to a maniacal laugh. As opposed to it's still the same, you know, medical condition laugh. But yeah, that that was another problem I had. I just I, the laugh got overused. I was just like, oh fuck, good, okay, I, I get it, I understand. But oh my god, it, it's kind of torture. Which I guess in the end is kind of the point. Like even his. His own laugh hurts him and, and is scarring him as he, you know. So I get it, I guess. I just, oh, it was, it was, it was tough to listen to for two hours. So where do you, now there's been a couple of stories about he, he is, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is saying that you know, he may not, he, he may be interested in revisiting the character. Do you think they should leave this as is or continue the story from i mean i guess this point on 
uh, of his time I, in Arkham. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, man. I I would be good either way, to be honest. I think because that really was a tour de force performance. I would like to see him play the character again. I don't know that he can. That that had to take a toll. Just you think about what happened with Heath Ledger and how it affected him. This was that kind of performance. Like this, you could tell this affected Joaquin Phoenix. Like this wasn't an easy role to get ready for day in and day out. Like there were reports of him just like in the middle of a take, like fucking walking off set and being like, I got it. I'm out and, and being gone for like an hour to 40 minutes to an hour, just so he could decompress from the role. That that's dude, that's dedication. And he is literally in 100% of this movie. Yeah. When you're that relied on and have to put in that much of a performance, I don't know that it's worth doing again. I, I personally, like I would be like, fuck dude. I don't know if I can do it. I think maybe a little time off from the character and then going back to it might, might be good. But I think if they were to say, we need another a sequel to this and it needs to come out in three years, I think Joaquin's like, no, fuck you. I'm out. I'm not going to do it. I think, Especially, people... yeah. Especially if, if, especially if this wins awards. Yeah. You yeah, you go I... you go out with something like this on top. You don't you don't want to taint it yeah. and have a a substandard sophomore showing. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, because I I think that it's gonna be hard to hit this tone again, but I think you can do it, especially if you do it in Arkham. Oh yeah. You know, if you if you do this in Arkham and you don't and and you give Joaquin a, a little bit of a chance to breathe, and you make it so, you know what? Instead of making it a Joker sequel, make it a make a fucking Arkham movie, and use different villains. You can fucking throw Joaquin in there, and you don't have to rely on him. But if you start throwing other fucking villains in there and their story in Arkham. That would be fucking pretty amazing, and, and you yeah, did it, it in it, this it, dark style. Yeah, it could be uh, it could be Arkham Asylum and the fantabulous emancipation of one Joker. <laughs> oh my god! Right, right? Oh. We could, that, that that'll be the new naming convention going so, forward. Did you get that trailer before the movie? Uh, yes. I fucking hate that trailer, man. It's it, it does is, nothing. It, it I, does it, nothing for me. It's At not all. funny. It's and not funny. Fucking, I feel, I, you know, the only part of it that I do like is I think Ewan's fucking lean, leaning into the character and he, he's having a fucking shit good time, dude. Like you can tell he's having a good time, but I'm missing my black mask. Like I need to see him in the black mask. I need, I think that character with the black, black mask is fucking golden. But nothing about it is making me like, oh shit, I gotta see this movie. Fucking Harley looks awful. Like, you don't ever see the birds of prey. Fucking, 
it's just their, co- their costumes the don't their place. costumes don't look like costumes they look like hot topic yeah clothes um yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. I, so i had what did i have i had that um I didn't. Fortunately, my theater they don't. I only get like three previews, and then they get right to it. So it's not like yeah. some of these people who talk about they get seven, eight previews for a half hour. Yeah. I'm like that'd be bullshit, man. That'd be yeah, total. No, we bullshit. had um, we had the Birds of Prey trailer. We had uh the new Clint Eastwood movie about the bombing in Atlanta. Um, didn't have that during the Olympics. Like it's about some dude. Uh, the 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 security guard that got blamed for it before they actually oh that like Richard Jewell that was the guy yes that the dude yes and that's the name of the movie Richard Jewell um, really I yeah. never even, I never even knew that was coming out it looks good man it looks it looks interesting um probably not one I would catch in the theater but one I definitely think like definitely I like Clint Eastwood movies anyways man like that dude can fucking direct his ass off so. I, I'm down to see it, but that looks really good. And then the other uh, preview we got was Doctor Sleep, another Ewan McGregor movie, which that looks fucking holy shit. That looks scary. You will shit your pants in that movie, Joe. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't because I won't see it. <laughs> oh my god, no that looks scary as fuck. And Ewan looks like he's putting on a clinic in that in that movie too. So that's nice to see. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for for previews of mine yeah I, I i'm trying to remember i had i had the birds of prey um it would have to be r-rated stuff i would imagine i can't i can't remember what it was so oh well huh. so so yeah i mean so what I'm, do you want after this do, do, are, are you do you want a sequel do you want do you want to stay in this world um, I, no, it doesn't really matter to me. I, if, uh, I, I, if it ends here, I'm happy with how it ends here. I, I, again, I look at this as an Elseworlds and I, and I like how they tied everything in and, and it's just a, a totally different take on it and, you know, how they you know did some things different with the Waynes and uh, I really, I really liked how they tied in their murders to the upheaval in Gotham based on his, his, uh, you know, what he did. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm glad it wasn't him. I'm glad. And again, and I'm glad that he was not a half brother or anything like that. So, um, but I don't know if you saw, there's a, I posted on our page that there's a story. I think it's clickbait about, uh, DC maybe looking into a Luther, movie yeah uh that he's the president i'm um, like well how is that different than what we're dealing with today <laughs> i'm like what well, he's not bald that's it right yeah uh, yeah uh, luther would probably be more stable i mean <laughs> i mean right i mean think, oh, it's crazy totally man agree. this is nuts yeah. this is this is this you this is literally um a story like that is this it's the typical story if it's number one if it's true it's dc has to watch out because it's one of these things that 
you would assume DC would do, right? Like, oh, right. this is popular, so now let's do this, and then we'll do a Mister Freeze movie. I mean, uh, yeah. you can't you can't just say okay because it, it works with this one because you um, uh, there's very few villains that this could work with. You yeah, know? totally. Agree. So, so it uh, that that would be interesting. So anyway, I don't know. I, I would I would say. I would say just leave it here, but you know, when things make money, people, it's made it, it, it had a higher domestic opening than Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Well, rightfully so, man. That this movie, this movie is fucking. It, it's amazing. Like I, it when so like when. Martin Scorsese came out was like comic book movies aren't fucking cinema. I get what he's saying, but this is a comic book movie as, as much as it's not a comic book movie. Like this is fucking cinema. This is this is old school storytelling. Um, this is exactly. I mean, I'm, it's hard not to compare it to Taxi Driver because it really. Taxi Driver works in that same descent into madness and the slow burn of it all, and you know it, the the constant mania of being in New York and, and watching the city fall apart around you. Right. So it, it you know it it's hard not to like sit there and be like, well, this is this is this should win awards just like any other movie this shouldn't be looked at as a comic book movie kind of almost as much as logan is almost outside of that comic book movie mold too yeah exactly you know it's it's about how you do it you can still throw the comics in there but you got to treat the material right for the character you're not going to be able to do this with every character this is a good character to fucking nail it with. Logan's a good character to nail it with. Um, I honestly can't think of a whole lot of other characters that you're going to be able to do this with. So I'm, I'm kind of at where we don't need any more of this kind of movie. Just kind of take this movie for what it is, hold it up as a beacon of light, which I think is kind of ironic considering this movie's like fucking it'll make you want to commit murder you, like but you had, on, on on the one hand on the what the last DC movie was on the opposite end of the spectrum was Shazam and then you have this <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh my god oh. insert Zachary Levi's character Shazam into a into a uh, be like a DC Comics presents Shazam versus this Joker. Can you imagine this, those two characters where he's doing stupid dancing and? Sh- <sighs> oh my god, there, dude. There's a, uh, on one of my uh, Captain Marvel Facebook groups that I'm on, and I give the guy credit. He he made a, he put himself in a, a Shazam like Zachary Levi costume. You know, yeah. posted it, and I so wanted to say that that is so terrible. You know, oh, that costume. I mean, it looked. It was. I mean, it looked good on him, but it's just a terrible. Right. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I. 
Yeah, and that- I got I I I I I broke my rule today where somebody this guy had posted a thing on one of my comic book groups of uh, the billboard at New York Comic Con about uh, release the Snyder Cut oh, or something, that- and I'm and I said I said dude I said when are these Snyder Cut people gonna get over it? I'm like see the the money that they wasted on that billboard. Why don't you do something good with it and like. Uh, uh, you know, go to a, a kid's cancer ward, right. and I was like flamed on there, David, by four people. Like, I'm like, I I broke my rule of commenting and doing stuff yep. like that. The guy's like, I'll tell you how to. How do I tell you how to spend your money? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, I'm like, that's that's why I don't say anything. Yeah, so- <laughs> sometimes it's just easier. It's like, oh fuck. Uh, it, that that was the other thing. That fucking another fucking Snyder comment. Well, that. That colonel in Man of Steel was supposed to be John Jones. Like, it's just more fucking non. Like, people need to like be done. All right, you're feeding in. You're feeding into to Zack Snyder's bullshit, just like people fed into fucking River, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker's bullshit. Like, stop it. We can all stop a tragedy now if we just stop listening to Zachary, Zack Snyder altogether. Yeah, and but and he keeps inserting himself too. Like he he commented about this, like thanking people. Oh like, Jesus don't, Christ! Don't don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the Joker, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, it, again, I had I had problems. It, it's a good flick. You take. I don't even want to say you take the Joker out of it. This, this is a high paddle on kind of movie. It, it it's just it it gets knocked out of the Jedi because it's not Joker for me. It's not Thomas Wayne. It, it has too many little problems that that keep it from fucking pushing it over the edge. But if I'm looking at it realistically, like this is a fucking masterpiece of a movie. Like this is as awards buzzy as you're going to get for a comic book. This is gritty, gritty, everything a Joker movie really. Yeah. And I, and again, and I hope, I hope uh, just because it's a quote comic book movie that it, uh, it does get recognized. I mean, again, the score that is amazing on it, the cinematography, uh, I was watching a 14 minute. It was on Variety, I think, featurette with Todd Phillips talking about the first scene, and he was just showing how he framed stuff and what was CG and what wasn't, and you know how he tried to do the stuff with the 80s and just just you know just very attention to detail mm-hmm. with his craft, which is awesome. Yeah, I, and I think it's smart doing it in the 80s, making it kind of the last bastion of that generation. You know the the who gives a shit kind of generation of, you know. Well, that's when you also had that all that like in New York. You yeah. Had this huge crime. Yeah. Uh, it was right after you know that time was right after the the gas crisis and yep. rapid infl you know massive inflation and you know that's what that's how Reagan got elected you know after Carter yep. and yeah the the early part of the eighties was late seventies early eighties was not. Uh, was not good. No, no. So, so yeah, it's a nine point on IMDb. It's not surprising. Like uh, again, it, fucking fantastic movie. People who are like fuck this movie are 
out of their mind for whatever reason. I, I get, you know, having issues with the, having issues with the Joker and everything else. I get all that. But if you got to really step back and look at this as as a film and not as a Joker movie or any or as a comic book movie, just look at it as as a movie, and it's fucking outstanding. Like this, this is how this is a class that you would teach at like USC or something on how to put a movie together. How to build a movie, you know, world build in one movie, and, and make everything mesh really well because the performances, along with the score, along with the cinematography, just like it's a, a fucking, it really is an amazing amalgam of how to make a movie from start to finish. Yeah. Good job, Todd Phillips, yep. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Alfred was a dick, but other than Alfred, that, Alfred was a dick. Thomas was a dick. Hashtag not go back my to your go back. Hashtag not my go back to Thomas. your go back to your epic. Sh- go back to your epic show. Alfred. Have you watched any of that? No, I haven't. Yeah, me either. No. I, I I mean, I guess it's got decent reviews, but decent is not not good enough. I have too much other stuff. Too much yeah. other stuff to watch. That's good. That's we know is good. Yeah, like absolutely. Titans and all that stuff. So, so yeah. Oh, fucking Titans was beautiful this week. I fucking oh, so good. God damn that show! It, uh, a friend of mine at work came up to me and was like, and and I was I was railing on on Joker this morning. I was still kind of. I was stewing on the fact that it wasn't a Joker movie, and I was kind of annoyed when I was talking to her about it. So I fucking I railed pretty hard against Joker, and uh, she she said, "How's Titans this season?" I got rid of DC Universe. I'm like, "Oh my god, it is worth to pick up DC Universe again because Titans is fucking outstanding. It is such a good show, and they." You know, they, they're back to that every other formula, you know, every other show formula where one shows all the the main storyline and then it's a character driven story and back and forth. And, and, and this season is fucking so good. Like the Aqualad fucking story was amazing. And then you lead into this, this Deathstroke story and. Next week's fucking all Superboy. Like, oh my god, dude, it's just fucking amazing, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, they've done. Uh, it's they've done a really good job as far as uh, building this story. Uh, Raven isn't annoying this, year, yep. this season, and uh, the uh, the fight and the choreography is cool and. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm glad it's. Uh, I'm glad we're getting the the Connor episode next. Yeah, yeah. It's it's time to bring him in, and it's definitely time to get that. Yeah. And I think I think the yeah. the way they left off this past episode is a brilliant way to bring him in too, because you're gonna have an entire episode of Connor's backstory, and then you're gonna have him fucking immediately be part of the story. 
the continuing death death stroke story. So I think that's going to be fucking brilliant. So that's Joker, everyone. Um, do you want to go over the results of the poll that I posted for the cars? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's you do that. like that shit? So it was. Hell yeah. Early on, it was fucking close. I was like, oh my god. There was a while where it was tied, and it, I thought it was going to stay tied for a while, and then they off. And, and where I was like, oh wow, that's amazing how they ended. So it was Ferris Bueller's 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California versus Nolan's Batmobile Tumbler. And this one would, like, literally Bueller jumped out ahead and then fucking Nolan caught right back up and they were neck and neck. And then all of a sudden, fucking, towards the end, fucking Ferris Bueller just fucking beat out Batman by nine to six. Yep, I was shocked. Really? I was fucking shocked. I'm like, wow, that was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um. And then it was Bullets 1968 Ford Mustang GT390 uh, up against the 1974 Dodge Monaco from the Blues Brothers. And this one started out pretty even, and then fucking Bullet pulled away, and fucking Blues Brothers never caught up. It was it, Bullet ended up winning ten to five. Um, they just had they had a fucking I understand why that car is beautiful. That that car really is beautiful. But my blues mobile was very sentimental to me. So <laughs> I'm okay with the I'm I'm okay with the Mustang winning on that one. But I would have been I would have been crushed if the Ferrari lost to the Tumbler because I think that Ferrari is fucking gorgeous. I love that that Ferrari. Okay, well, if you if you want, okay, that's that that brings us down in those two brackets to the like yep. the sweet sixteen in those brackets. Do you want to do the two other brackets to get to that same spot? Sure, and just so you know, I have my sweet sixteen ready to go right now too. Okay, okay, all right. So let's do. Um, all right, so bra- uh, I did odds before some- it was one and three, so. We have two and yeah. four left. Yeah, two, two and four. Okay, let's. So, bra- all right, bracket number two. Uh, we've got um, uh, number th- uh, third seed in this one is uh, the 77 Trans Am from Smoking the Bandit. Ooh. Versus the number six seed is the 1973 Corvette from Mark Hamill's Corvette Summer. Have you seen that? Oh, Corvette fuck Summer? You. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's awesome! I love that movie. Um, <laughs> Annie Potts, Mark Hamill. Oh my gosh! Damn. I'm I, say... I, first of all, I love first of all, I love the Corvette Summer. First time I saw it, where he's he's in the junkyard and he's walking, and the emblem falls from above, and he's yelling and screaming. 
to try and the music is going. He's trying to stop him. That's a Corvette. <laughs> yeah. It's a Corvette. I mean, because it, Corvette was a huge deal back then. Oh, like when my oh, dad, yeah. my dad had a, my dad had a '78 Corvette, and they all waved hi to each other. It was just, it was not like it is today. So right. it was really, really a, a different culture. So, uh, so yeah, it's yeah. I, I agree. I, I the the thing about the bandits Trans Am is the fact that it's still just a Trans Am. You know, they were good for what they were, but they were never that great of a speed car. If you were going for a muscle car that had speed, fucking balls out, you're going for the Corvette. If I'm going for the movie, it's Smokey and the Bandit. If I'm going for the car, it's the Corvette. So I'm taking Corvette in Corvette Summer on this one. All right. Um, I'm. I, I gotta go. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying there, uh, but the the screaming chicken on the on the TA <laughs> is just. It's just. It's just indelible. So this one's gonna have to go to the fans for a tiebreaker. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know how many of the fans actually saw Corvette Summer. So I bet I bet there's not many. I have a feeling I'm losing this one. Okay. Um, all right, this one's an easier one. The number eight seed is the Munsters 1965 Dragula. You know, they're like the little drag yeah. family drag car. Versus number one seed is the Mach Five Speed Racer. Uh, I'll go Mach Five. I, yeah, I, I love Mach- the Dragula, but it's yeah, I, it's okay. not going to beat the Mach 5, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Uh, going down the bracket, number four seed is the, uh, from Vacation, the Wagon Queen family truckster. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember, do you remember the actual car that he ordered that they, that he didn't get? No. Do you remember? Art. And this is Eugene Levy. Remember, he's talking to Eugene Levy. Art, I specifically ordered the Ice Blue Super Sports Wagon with the CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. He's like, you didn't order the Metallic P? <laughs> the Metallic P? No. I mean, Wagon Queen Family Truckster, that's a hell of a vehicle. A damn fine vehicle. <laughs> so you got the Wagon Queen Family Truckster versus the... Uh, Magnum PI 78 Ferrari 308 GTS. Oh, fucking I'm taking the, the Ferrari. I yeah, always take me too. the Ferrari. Me too. Me too. Uh, f- finishing this bracket is the 57 Ford Thunderbird from Robert Urich's Vegas TV show versus number two seed is the 69 Charger Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. I'm going with the 69 Charger. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, so that we have one one going to the fans. So all right, yeah. Okay, re- rounding out bracket four, the number three seed is the A team van. <laughs> okay, versus the number six seed is the nineteen ninety number forty six Chevy Lumina from Days of Thunder. Oh. I'm going the 18, man. You could turn Me that too. fucking thing to anything. Like, it was a fucking battery ram, mobile fortress. 
Like that thing was everything. You literally could turn that car into a fucking NASCAR car if you needed to. Yeah. All right. Me too. Same thing. All right. So number four seed is the Green Hornet 66 Black Beauty Imperial Mm. versus the number five seed is the James Bond Casino Royale 2007 2007 Aston Martin DBS. All right. I'm going Bonds. That's a funner drive. Yeah, I'm going that too. All right. Um, Next, we've got seven seed is the 58 Plymouth Fury Christine. Ooh. Versus the 59 Cadillac Ecto 1 Ghostbusters wagon. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? Oh, I do like that. That's good. Hmm. Do I drive around in Ecto-1 or do I take Christine? Christine's a fucking gorgeous car. Fucking absolutely gorgeous car. Oh, fuck, dude. This is tough. I think... I, I Okay, I'm going sentimental here. I'm going for complete nostalgic here. And if I had fucking Ecto One with the Ghostbusters logo and and the siren and the lights and everything, I'm fucking taking Ecto One. Yeah, like me too. Like imagine you drive that down the road, <laughs> you're getting nothing but stares, man. That's you get people chase after you. Exactly. So yeah, and this is this again. This is another. This is the last one in this in this round. Uh, number eight seed is the Dumb and Dumber Mutz Cuts van <laughs> versus the number one seed is the 66 Batmobile. Oh, fucking 66 Batmobile. I know. I know. There's, that that one's going to be hard to beat, just so you know. All I know. I, that, hey, hey, that man. one's going to be fucking, that's my number just, one seed almost all the way to the end. Again, here, I'm going to run it. Here's our number one seeds. Uh, our number one seeds are the 66 Batmobile, the 89 Batmobile, the Ooh. DeLorean from Back to the Future, and Mach 5. Those are heavy hitters. Yeah. Those, for for, for geek culture, That's those are heavy hitters. That's, yep. God damn, that's so, good. So basically, we just need to, we need to do... Uh, it's going to be the 73 Corvette versus we need to send it to the fans. Uh, yeah. Smoking the Bandit TA versus Corvette Summer. Oh, my God. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do you got? For the first of first eight of the Sweet 16, the number eight seed, the Equalizer, going up against the number one seed, the eighteen. Oh, that's 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 for, that's easy for me. Yeah, that's easy for me too. A team all 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 day. Yeah. Okay. Um, the number seven seed, Spencer for hire, going up against Michael Knight and Knight Rider. Oh come on! I know those two are super easy. Knight Rider, baby. Miami Vice, number three seed. Is going up against Jessica Fletcher herself, the number six seed in Murder She Wrote. 
Now, do you go with the super sharp, super 80s, fucking Lambo driving, coked out Don Johnson, you know, taking on drug lords, or do you go with the quaint, sweet Angela Lansbury with, you know, in, in Cabot Cove, fucking solving quaint little homicides out of, you know, that just happen to pop up? Drug lords. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this one I think is going to be tough for you. This is this is the Battle of the Cops. Number five seed, TJ Hooker. Up against the number four seed, the California Highway. Oh, man. High oh, that's, oh, that's hard. Now, personally, I, I will say, growing up for me, I wanted to be John and Ponch. That shit yes. to me yeah. was like, I want to be on those motorcycles. I want to be living the fucking sweet, awesome, cool single cop life. California life. Seemed... That was that was that was the time, man. The eighties. It was just. <sighs> oh. Or yeah, I... so over. Over, you know, William Shatner being T.J. Hooker. Like, I never wanted to be fucking, what's his name, Ahmed, fucking, you know, or, or T.J. Hooker, you know. At best, I wanted to be hanging out with them because they hung out with which one of the Heathers, Heather Blackwood yeah. or Heather Thomas or A. Heather, you know. It's like, oh, that was yeah. about all they had. But fucking John and Ponch had all the pussy. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it definitely same as you. I, I I would go with chips because, yeah, I wanted to be on a motorcycle in California, riding, and it was uh, it, it was like it was like must see TV watching yeah. that show. <laughs> whereas whereas T J Hooker was a was a cool cop show, you know, right. with was it Heather Heather Thomas right. I think it was Heather Thomas. I know or Locklear. Was, was it Heather Locklear? It, yeah, it was Heather Lock Heather Locklear. Which one was on Dynasty? L Heather Locklear. Okay, so then it was it. She was on T.J. Hooker because I remember seeing her on. Yeah, TJ Heather Locklear was on T.J. Hooker. Yeah. yeah. Heather yeah. Thomas was on The Fall Guy, right? Heather Thomas was on The Fall Guy. Okay. All right. All right. So that 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 round is now set and that's going to be a motherfucker for the elite eight just so you know that that's oh, not going to be oh. fun in the next bracket we got the number eight seed amazing stories up against the number one seed magnum pi um uh, i think i gotta go i gotta go magnum pi yeah uh, to just, me that was just but just based it on, wasn't even uh, a question again, it's kind of like with kind of like with chips. I mean, really, what it did for that era for TV uh, lo longevity. I mean, people still talk about Magnum PI, yep. Tom Selleck, and I. We watch me and my wife watch fucking Blue Bloods, and I still see him as fucking Thomas Magnum. Like, yeah. I'd still wait for him to bust out that fucking Detroit Tigers baseball cap. And I, it's funny because when I watch them and they're, they're such, you know, diehard New York fans and everything, I'm going, 
you know damn well you want to bust out that fucking tiger's hat and say fuck new york you lying motherfucker yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so the next one is next next battle is number seven battlestar galactica up against the number two seed quantum leap i I got quantum leap yeah that quite yeah that one to me was like another fucking there's no way i'm not quantum leap might be a hard fucking might be like the dark horse number two that comes out to win it all because goddamn that's such a good show uh such a good show so much heart too it's just funny um and oh, oh like fucking um god i'm blanking on his name now who the fuck played um Sam Beckett. Scott Bakula? Yes. Scott Bakula was just like natural for that role. Like one of the most welcoming fucking actors you could ever have watching TV where like you felt his stories in it. I fucking love that, that show. We got number six, MacGyver going up against Lee Majors himself, the fall guy, and Heather Thomas. Can't leave out Heather Thomas. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at Heather Thomas' pictures on IMDb. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Because we were talking about Heather Locklear. <laughs> uh, I, it's... It, for, me, for me, it's MacGyver. MacGyver, MacGyver was a, a, one of those pivotal shows for me that... Uh, it, uh, you know, Fall Guy was kind of the, you know, investigator cop type thing, bounty hunter, whatever you want to call it. But MacGyver was, we had never seen anything like MacGyver before. Uh, and, and we, every, every week we were wondering how many different things he was going to make out of string, duct tape, matches <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, chicken soup. So, yeah. you know, I'll never, the, I'll never forget the one. I think he was in a mall. Somebody was poisoned. He goes running to the, like the Xerox store. He opens the bottom of the copier. He gets the, the, the printer cartridge out. And he busts it open. He gets the charcoal out of it, makes a thing and gets it down their throats. And he's, and I love it. Uh, everything MacGyver, where, where it's going on. He's explaining everything as it's going on. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take this and I'm going to ground this into a fine powder. And, uh, and when I release the molecules and mix it with distilled water, <laughs> I love that show. I yep. Love... All right. You know what? I'm going to say, uh, you actually talked me into MacGyver because as but what I really love oh, about the that fucking opening thing. Of hey, course. And Heather Thomas, of course. But there wasn't really anything memorable about that show. It was kind of, you know, he's a bounty hunter. Like I can't remember anything that went on. And as you're talking about MacGyver and you're talking about the situations and how he's explaining everything, like I can sit there and picture an entire episode in my head. So I was going into this thinking the fall guy, but you've completely changed my mind and, and MacGyver wanted out. I thought this was going to the fans. The minute you said MacGyver, I'm like, Oh uh-huh, shit, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. going fans to vote, but Nope. Talked me right out of it. Good fucking job, man. That that's that's a great sell on that. This is gonna be the hard one. 
this is this has been the motherfucker of the whole tournament for me. The number five seed, the Dukes of Hazard, up against the number four seed, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I still <laughs> I still have to give it, and not just because of you know we're more on the geek things side of things, but uh, I love the I. I love Bill Bixby's portrayal of David Banner and the it's it's because I like yeah. I like show I, I love the Fugitive with David Jansen that show and this is this is like the Fugitive you yeah. know, he, he's on the run it's very similar he's on the run from somebody from a law enforcement officer who's chasing him and he goes from town to town gets involved in people's lives and help them and then has to move on because you know people are catching up to him and. uh so yeah, I I uh, I give it got to give it to Incredible Hulk. All right, good deal. I, I'm firmly in the camp of the Incredible Hulk as well. Actually, I I that was my move. That that was my show when I was a kid. Like I fucking waited for that to come on. When it came on, I was glued. It was the first thing that ever scared me because I never saw a dude fucking turn into a green monster before. Got me into comics, fucking everything about it. Fucking Bill Bixby's portrayal. I, I fucking loved the fact that the dude's name was, like, before I even knew anything about it, like, the dude's name was David Banner. I'm like, that dude's same name as me. I could be the Hulk one day. When I fucking had my thyroid removed and I had to do radiation therapy, like, I wanted to turn into the Hulk because, like, of the Hulk TV show. Like, that show to me was was everything. So to me, the Incredible Hulk walks away with that. So that's awesome. So that's a hell of a and fucking you get the, and you get the and you too. get the great the great uh, you know, Mister McGee. Don't make me angry. Exactly. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. That's just classic. Yep. Absolutely. So that's going to be a hell of a hell of a bracket too. Holy shit! So we only have hell one. Yeah. One thing for the fans to vote on, poor bastards. Well, we 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 think alike on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, we almost had to, but you talked me right out of that. That was that was a good fucking sell. I still can't believe you didn't go with fucking Mark Hamill's Corvette. I I I watched Snoke, Smoking the Bandit so much. I and know. uh but and in did, reality did, like you, it's a trans am it's not that fast. i know it's but it's like cool it's that... it's cool what i know it's cool what they did with it though but uh yeah the, the um uh i do you and i don't know if you do you remember uh the first time it was on tv and how they edited the the, the language which today was tame <laughs> but back then you know and i'll never forget when when uh Jackie Gleason, you know, Buford T. Justice calls him, you cr- instead of some bitch, you crumb bum. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> you crumb bum. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love smoking in a bit. I fucking... I actually, I have uh, Eastbound and Down on as one of my songs that I always have on whatever playlist, just because it's like, if I'm driving along and that comes on, like, I get into that mode where I just start driving a little bit faster, weaving in and out of traffic a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So, 
<laughs> Good shit, dude. Good shit. Uh, cool. So I guess that is that is going to about do it for our Joker episode. Um, please get a hold of us at, on Instagram and Facebook at Vintage Geeks Podcast, Twitter at Vintage underscore Geeks. You can email us at VintageGeeksPodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, uh, it'd, be a, it'd be a really cool uh, crossover with all the different Jokers. Think yeah. about Ledger's Joker with this Joker, you know, like in the CW with the, the crossovers that's coming up here, Crisis. Imagine imagine all the different yeah. Jokers. Okay. So. okay, before we go, real quick. Live action cinematic Joker. Where do you place Joaquin Phoenix? Um... Uh, I still, I still like Heath Ledger's portrayal first, and um, I would go. You said live action, right? Yep. And then I would, and I would go uh, Jack Nicholson second, and uh, it's, it's hard. To, like you say, it's hard to place this as Joker, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and then then you got like you know Caesar Romero and things like that. I mean, this is right up there in there if you're gonna mix it. But it's so hard to mix all those, you know, together. Like I love Caesar Romero's laugh. You yeah, know? I love his laugh. It's just I yeah, love the me, fucking wax, the wax wax uh, over the white wax over his mustache. Not yeah. giving a shit. You know, <laughs> he yeah. was he was the first he was the first DC guy that said I'm not shaving. Yeah. So it wasn't Cavill. <laughs> it was Cesar Romero because he was a huge star. He's like, you want me on the show? I'm just, I'm not shaving my mustache. That's part of my, that's me. Right. So, oh my god. But gosh. I think it worked for that character too. Like it never felt like, you know, it it felt kind of part of his deformity, almost. You know. Yeah. I didn't. I never looked at that as his mustache was like as a glowing obvious mustache i always kind of felt like it was like even though i knew it was a mustache it felt like kind of a fucked up joker face uh-huh. to me so yeah i i think i'm going i think i'm i'm ledger's definitely number one live action i'm gonna say romero's my number two i love the clown prince of crime i i, I love his laugh i love you know they're he is every bit a comic book joker as you're ever going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll go Nicholson's next because he was portrayed more, and then I'll go Joaquin, and then and but him and him and Nicholson are pretty close together. I think. You know, a couple changes, and and that's fucking Phoenix is up there. Uh, the Phoenix, uh, the, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is up there as far yeah. as being a Joker. Yeah. Um, but 
Leto would never even enter the conversation, which is a shame because I, I don't I don't think that Leto's I, I I don't think Leto's performance was the problem. I think the writing for that Joker was horrible. Oh oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so I, I I think you know I still think there's a good Joker inside Leto, but it's not that Joker. Yeah, it, it it was never it never had an opportunity to flourish. It it, it no. su- we Suicide Squad should have been them versus the Joker, not versus some powerful demon, whatever you whatever the hell it was. You know, it's ground ground level villains, ground level people versus ground level people, right? I think I lost you, dude. Did you hear? Did you hear me? No, I think I lost you for a sec. Oh, car, car. It should be, um, you know, street level versus street level. Yeah, that's that's how it should be. They shouldn't be going against supernatural. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, I think that's all yeah. we got for Joker. Cool. All right. We will. We will. Uh, we will go over. What next week? We'll go over it. A couple episodes of Titans. We'll yep. go over CW shows, which which started yesterday. Speaking of which, and, did you uh, watch Batwoman? Uh, no, that's next. No, I watched Supergirl. Yeah, I think I I was kind of impressed. I'll I'll, I'll definitely save it for next time. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, but not bad, not bad debut. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll may, I may watch it tonight. So. But other than that, we are out of here. All right. Peace out. See ya. You want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night, he goes off crazier than usual. He gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one so, me watching, he takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. He turns to me, and he says, why so serious? He comes at me with the knife, why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth, let's put a smile on that face.